0: Love, talk Radio. Mr. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> the views
1: and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. What's up, y'all? It's your boy
2: Niner Faithful. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone had a blessed week. And today we get to talk Jimmy G's new contract. Unfortunately, talk Reuben Foster's new arrest, and of course, take your texts and phone calls as well. We also have a special guest appearing that I'll go ahead and, and give an intro to uh, when he calls in. But before we get started, let me go ahead and say the number to call in is 646-668-8467. That number, again, is 646-668, or as I remember it, Kendrick Bourne, Daniel Kilgore. So that's 8467. And the number to text in is 408-755-0030. But before we get started, I am supposed to remind everyone Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Email me at ninerfaithfulradio at gmail.com or message me on Facebook or Twitter for those details. That's how we get paid. So um, people who want to support your boy and, and help this uh, turn in more something that I do as a hobby, because I'm trying to turn it into career, uh, that's how we get paid through selling advertising. So that would really help your boy out. Uh, so how's everybody doing? Monday. It's a great day. Oh, Ooh, that was weird. I like burped. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as they say. It's really actually a gorgeous day outside. It's it's windy, so it's kind of cold, but beautiful California sunshine. Ah, so We're going to get into a little bit of Jimmy G's contract, but first, um, so for those who are, are unaware, which I'm pretty sure everybody's aware, Ruben Foster was arrested last night on alleged domestic violence and possession of a assault rifle charges in Los Gatos. For those who don't know, Los Gatos is a suburb of San Jose. It's like one of the rich areas of San Jose. As a matter of fact, probably. Probably one of the richest areas in San Jose. Alex Smith had a home there for years. So that's where a lot of the Niners that, that choose to live here, that's where a lot of them live. It's Los Gatos, Mona's sitting right now. But, um, okay, so we just got the good, all good on sound check.
0: So y'all can hear me just fine. That's great. Hmm. So, the team has came out with a statement
2: basically saying, we're aware of the incident. We take incidents like this seriously. Um, Basically, they're not going to do or say anything until, oh, they're gathering facts, and basically nothing's going to
0: happen until they do their due diligence. So, if you go on Twitter
2: or various NIDA groups, I'm pretty sure they're almost in every group, you'll find a picture of the assault rifle that apparently Reuben Foster was in possession of or was found by him or something. I don't think this is a concern. This is the second arrest in, what, probably about a month. So...
0: Definitely not something you want your superstar linebacker doing.
2: I think Ruben needs to be adjusted to uh, California life and understand this is the South. In the South, everybody has guns. In the South, super duper secret producer just walked in after doing sound check. How you doing, super duper secret producer? Okay, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna put the the phone in between us, and that way maybe it can pick you up a little bit better, so it doesn't just sound like I'm having a conversation with myself. I'll I'll show. So let me go ahead and, and tip it this way. Um, big shout out to a special someone that's listening today. I really appreciate it, love. You're so beautiful and awesome. Um, I told her I'd give her a shout-out every show she listens to, so um, if 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 you can't hear me or, or we start to sound crappy or whatever, go ahead and message me, and we'll go ahead and fix those issues. But anyway, so I think Ruben needs to understand this is California. Not everybody walks around with guns like that. I am a firm believer that if it wasn't our Second Amendment right as American citizens to bear arms—
0: Californ- guns would be illegal in California. I mean, apparently,
2: the last thing I saw on—can't remember if it was a Facebook group or it was or it was put out by somebody as a status, but um, or I think it was a post in a group that somebody had shared a tweet by Ian Raffaport, I believe. But apparently, according to Mercury News, the alleged incident was he dragged her during an argument or after an argument or something like that. Um, I don't know how well y'all know black females, but um, and I'm not by all means saying that Reuben Foster should be putting his hands on this woman. But um, I love my sisters. You know, the black women are beautiful, but y'all crazy. And so uh, I'm not saying that it's right for him to. I mean, this is a professional athlete. You know, he, he, a professional athlete is going to be able to manhandle any woman. So you know, Ruben should have not uh, not put his hands on this woman, regardless of whether he's a professional athlete or not. But especially since you're a professional athlete, he'll come to find out two facts real quick about Santa Clara County. Number one, we don't play. Number two. They have the highest conviction rate in the nation. Now, most of that is because most cases that are are go to court in Santa Clara County. Most cases people deal out. Very rarely do people take cases to trial out here. I know in, in my criminal cases, I've, I've or the one I've had, I didn't take it to trial. I took a deal. Most people I know didn't, don't take it to trial. They just take
0: a deal. So. Now, I try to stay away from- controversial
2: I can't speak today controversial
0: issues.
2: controversial issues, but I will say this: I find it disturbing that anytime there's a officer involved shooting or or anything like that, people say, "Oh, we don't know all the facts, don't pass judgment." But all of a sudden something is involved with a player or just a person beating a woman and they're ready to lynch him outside. Now, so basically what I'm saying by that is I I I would like to give Ruben the benefit of the doubt. Now, do I think that the most appropriate things happen? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? What did he call some, did he probably call his woman everything but a child of God? Probably. But you know what? I dare let a person who has never called their significant other any type of foul names, a bitch, whatever, let them throw the first stone. Because I guarantee you, women and men alike have both called their significant other names and arguments. So that's not a crime. Now, it is a crime to put your hands on a woman. But we were so quick to cut Jermaine Brock last year. And Santa Clara County dropped charges, which they don't ever do. The NFL didn't discipline them, and another team picked them up. So how about we let the facts come out and then trust that John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan will make the, the choice that's best
0: for the football team? Now, people who want to talk about character issues, yes, beating
2: a woman is a characteristic character issue. But do you want a football team for, full of choir? Now, I'm not saying we want a football team full of women beaters. But I'm saying, do you want a football team full of choir boys and no championships, or do you want a championship? Because, you know, people were screaming for us to cut Alden Smith, and we still ain't replaced his ass. Well, do you think they're going to
0: cut Ruben Foster now with this, with this
2: issue? No. I think if it comes out that he, he like, threatened her with a gun, or he even shot the gun, or, you know, he really did drag, like, I call it dog, you know what I mean, dog walking. I, You know, you've, you've heard me say that before. So if he dog walked her, which is basically beating her ass while he's dragging her, then, yeah, I think so. I think if it came out that maybe it was an altercation and, and you know, maybe she swung on him and he dipped her or something, something like that. But, I mean, like, but see, this is what I think is, When I think domestic violence, I'm thinking of if I were to get up off this table right now and start beating you. That's domestic violence. You know, if I come home, if I I had a wife or a girlfriend, and I came home and my wife or girlfriend didn't cook dinner or didn't clean the house, and I start throwing crap at her and start beating her all that, that's domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? That's something that shouldn't be tolerated. But if you're swinging on me and I dip you and hold you down and say, hey, calm down, bro. I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Let you just swing on me? Now, people say, well, walk away. Well, what if you're blocking the door? Like, if you see right now, if you wanted to, you could block my exit right now from this room. Could you not? Yeah. So if you start throwing things at me and trying to beat me up and you are blocking the door, then what am I supposed to do? That That's my my own personal thing about that is what am I supposed to do? You're beating me. You're throwing things at me. You know what I'm saying? What am I going to do? Now, me personally, I would just grab you and move you out the way. I wouldn't, like, hurt you or hit you or anything. I would just – come I'm stronger than you, so I'm going to move you out the way. I mean, I know you've, you've seen me put my offensive line holds on people before when I've had to move people out the way because they weren't listening or whatever. Not girls, but you see me do it on dudes, you know, grab them and then move them. I played offensive line, bro. So, you know, mind you, I was – Probably pretty close to you know fifty sixty pounds maybe even seventy pounds heavier.
0: But so to me, now let's say somebody just sees me dip you,
2: right, or move you out the way and sees me walk out and they call security. And security stops me and they bring campus police, right? Do I think I should go? Do I think I should go to jail for domestic violence for that? No. Do I think if that's the situation that Ruben Foster was in, do I think he should be cut from the team? No. Now, if he beat her or attacked her, you know what I'm saying? If she called him, you know, a bitch nigga or something like that, like that, and he just hauled off and slapped the shit out of her, come on, bro. You can't be doing all that. Now, Larry Kruger, the only thing that I've heard brought up about cutting him that I've heard beyond, you know, if he really did beat her and those type of things. Is Barry um, Kruger on KMBR today? Said that you got to look at the pattern. You know, he had the weed arrest in Alabama. He now he has this. Then there was the diluted sample of getting kicked out the Columbine last year. You know, and so you got to look at the at, at the pattern and see that there's there's something. Now the Niners apparently when we drafted him said we had a plan for him,
0: well,
2: both on and off the field. So, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, see, I think sometimes people get this twisted and think that it's because it's the NFL, it's not a business. No, it's a business. You know, people come into work, just like you go into work and you clock in and you clock out. Now, I'm sure that they don't have a time clock, at least not for football people. Maybe, like, the receptionist and stuff punches in and punches out, but... So, this is a place of business. You know, your boss isn't going to hold your hand, right? You know, you got fired for some issues, right? So, I mean, you know, your boss wasn't going to hold your hand. At the end of the day, you had some issues going on in
0: your life, and your boss tried to help you, but at the end of the day, he can't hold your hand. So, you know, I'm not going to put your business out there like that, but, you know,
2: there's consequences. At the end of the day, it was, hey, Mary, we can't hold your hand, right? Yeah. So, or Super Duper Secret Producer, sorry. But,
0: all
2: uh, right, nobody's texted me saying that they can't hear me, so I'm going to continue on. So that's where I stand on the Reuben Foster thing. I think that we should we should wait till the facts come out, and if it says that, you know, he's right there with the gun and all sorts of craziness, then you know what? I just I don't want to cut him because it's like bro, you're so talented, and I hate to give up on him so easy. I think this is what's gonna happen, unless it's something crazy where he like literally like really did beat her and things like that. You know, um, if it comes out to be more a domestic disturbance, you know, which is basically a a domestic argument between you and it doesn't even have to be your Partner. It just has to be a person
0: of the opposite sex. I found that out. But I think that if it comes out to be more of a domestic disturbance than
2: a domestic violence situation, I think the Niners are going to be like, look, we've been you know, this is your last straw, bro. Like, you know, we got some other issues coming up. You know, we might have to. Might have to do this. Now, I don't want to cut him. Now, this is the thing I want to cut him because I don't want it to be a situation where another team, because I'm telling you right now, the Niners got Ruby Foster today, some other team's going to pick him up. Some other team's going to be willing to take a chance. So I just don't want to give away a superstar, potential superstar, away for free.
0: So I would hope
2: that what the Niners would do is the Niners would trade him. Now we're not gonna get a first round pick, probably only get like a fourth, maybe fifth round pick for him.
0: Yeah, that's even if another team
2: takes him. You know, maybe a third round pick, maybe a third.
0: So you know, we're not gonna get what we what we paid for him.
2: But See, we gotta be careful too, because no team's gonna trade for him if they know that we're about to release him. They'll just—I mean, you know—there's an order of
0: waiver claims, but still. <clears throat> so
2: we dedicated about a quarter of the show to Mr. Ruben Foster. Now, I talked about this because a particular person said that they wanted to hear, you know, some information, in my opinion, about it. So, that's what I do. I guess being a talk show host about the Niners and writing about the Niners isn't always rainbows and butterflies, right? Okay, now on to our great news. Jimmy G. Cool. I'm going to say that again without clapping because people might have not have been able to hear me. Jimmy G. G. Cool. Now everybody, oh, putting cool at the end of Jimmy G doesn't make it, I don't care. I call him Jimmy G. Cool. After, well, I, I think everybody should know why I call him Jimmy G. Cool, where, where I got that idea from. But even Jerry came out and said that um, he's, you know, cool under pressure like Tom Brady and like Joe. Can you wait?
0: Why?
2: We're in the middle of the show. Can you at least wait till the guest comes on?
0: When is he coming on?
2: He said some sometimes. He said I'll give you a little bit on the show, and, and you know.
0: It will be okay. You can't wait. Seven minutes.
2: Wait till eleven minutes, three thirty. If he's not on by three thirty,
0: go ahead and go. I'm gonna have a cigarette and come back. I know. I'm saying. They talk about give me the key. You gonna be having a cigarette? Okay. Well, I'm just like,
2: I, it's weird talking by myself. You okay for like 10 minutes? Fine. Go. Bye. <laughs> so I'm serious, bro. Like, I can't pay you, but anybody else who wants to come be a producer, holler at your boy. I can't pay you yet, but there is a job opening available. <laughs> I'm just giving her crap. She knows it. She's a really good friend of mine. We like to tease each other. But okay. So Jimmy G. Cool signed a five-year, $137.5 million contract with $74 million guaranteed.
0: Now, the breakdown of the contract.
2: Okay, well, so apparently we'll have about anywhere between 62 to $63 million left in salary money after the contract, excluding our draft class. But I've heard about 74 as it stands right now.
0: Okay, there's an out, and where if we cut him before April 1st of 2020, That's it. He would be a free agent. And, you know, we'd be no longer liable
2: for any amount of the contract. The Niners were smart and front-loaded it. So, why we have – this is what I was wanting us to do. We can pay – we An absorbent amount of the contract now because we have the cap room. And the idea is over the course of the next couple of years, as the contract progresses, we'll have players, DeForest, Buckner, you know, certain players that will come up that will be in line for extensions. But because we're not being killed by the quarterback contract, we can go ahead and
0: Sign those players to extensions okay so if we
2: cut up april for, before April first of twenty twenty he would walk away with sixty two point sixty one point two million ten more than he would have received for the franchise tax, so that's essentially jimmy g's incentive was we gave him we gave him ten more than you over the course of the next two years.
0: We're going to give you ten more than if we franchise tagged you the next two
2: years. That was obviously, you know, Jimmy. After saying that he wanted to be here, I think a lot of that was was pumped up and 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 talk. I think a lot of that was somebody just gave me the biggest contract in NFL history. What am I going to do?
0: Say no? I could have left. I could have stayed. I could have gone. <laughs> But I go ahead and move the phone closer to me since she's no longer here. But that that was essentially the the
2: the sweetener on the on the honeypot. Hey, you know, we'll give you ten more to be franchised than if you were franchised. Come sign here for long term. In twenty eighteen, there's a thirty seven million cap hit, twenty million in nineteen, and then for the next three seasons there will be a twenty million
0: or twenty-seven million dollar cap hit. So this year would be the
2: biggest cap hit. Next year it's actually the least cap hit. And then um
0: 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22 will be the highest, or well, the the middle ground on the contract. So,
2: the Niners were smart. I mean, this is before Aaron Rodgers signs an extension, before Drew B. signs an extension, before Kirk Cousins gets his contract, before Oh, Andrew Luck gets an extension. Before some of these quarterbacks were, it was going to cost us – I mean, think about some of the quarterbacks that could be free agents over the next two years. Think about how much their contracts are going to be. The Niners essentially saved ourselves money, even though it's the biggest contract in NFL history. The next quarterback to sign a, a long-term deal is going to break that record. I guarantee you. I mean, there's some people saying Kirk Cousins could get $100 million guaranteed. So five years, now with Jed York, well, it was, you know, Brock Morate and John Lynch, but now with Jed York, if for some reason Jed York wants to clean house, think about how much the biggest contract will always be the quarterback on any team. So we could get rid of our coach, GM, and quarterback all at once, if need be, by 2022, for some reason, we want to start fresh, with new quarterback, new GM, you know, new head coach. I wouldn't think so, but you never know. So that was, was absolutely genius. Now, people might say, why would Jimmy G get a contract like this? Now, I'm going to throw some numbers at you and some stats that are gonna blow your mind because they did mine. And I believe we got a couple.
0: Of text um, couple of text messages. Let's see. Oh no. No, it was an advertisement. I apologize for that. So ah.
2: Now he's one of four, five quarterbacks since the 1970 NFL merger to win his first five starts. His 8.76 yard, yards per attempt led the NFL over his five starts. He hit 11 different receivers, so he spreads the ball around. He's got, and he actually he's got 23 games played in, so he's got seven starts in 23 games played in. 28.3 points per game over seven starts, that leads to NFL. 67.3 percent, 67.3 percent completion percentage. Okay. 76 pass, f- passing first downs during five games, second best in the NFL in that time period. 99 seven QBRs through 23 games. That's amazing. 293 versus the Bears, most passing yards by a Niner making his first start with the team. 1,542 yards and five starts, most in Niner history. 2,020 yards and seven starts is the most, fourth most in NFL since 1970 merger and first seven starts. So right there, you got a little bit of a basis. Oh, that was pretty fast. You got a little bit of a basis on um, just what we're looking at over Jimmy G's career so far. Now this, now one of these stats I came up with on my own, but this is according to
0: courtesy and according to ESPN.com, the Niners. Um, so you, you got a fan. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and, and do this.
2: We got a text message from the 559. <clears throat> You're so cute. And quit clicking on super duper secret producer with the, with the tongue sticking out emoji. So apparently I'm cute, but I'm supposed to stop picking on you. So you got yourself a fan. <laughs> um, we need to clean that up. I don't know where that came from, if you could throw this away too. I have no idea where that came from. Okay, don't go black state. Sorry about that. We have a little bit of a spill, and I have no idea where it came from. but okay,
0: so that's just um that's just little a little tidbit on it.
2: I'm just responding back to the text message, but um. I know who it is, but so my secret admirer. Yes, I have, I have, I have girls that have crushes on me. I'm such a player. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, only one that I know of. If there are more out there, I don't know. This one is is kind of crazy, so you might want to keep your mouth
0: shut on it because she'll probably fight you over me.
2: But um, okay, so. According to ESPN, this is, this is the remember I was telling you, I was trying to find that picture that had all these stats. I don't think this was the picture, but it was pretty much the same stats. Niners before Jimmy G, yards per game, 321.7. That was 21st in the league. Points per game, 17. That was 28th in the league. Yards per play, 4.9. That was 24th in the league. Passing yards was 221.8, that was 17th in the league. Passing yards per attempt was 5.66, that was 29th in the league. Just to let you know, there's I don't know if you remember, but there's 32 teams in the league, so that that's pretty low. Passing yards, I already said that one, completion percentage was 56.6, that was 31st, so second worst in the league. Passing rating, passer rating, Was 72.6. That was 31st in the league. Total QBR was 32.4, 28th in the league. Rushing yards per game 99.9. Why don't they just say 100? But no, uh, that was 23rd in the in the league. Third down completion or third down, um, the amount percentage we we converted on third down, 34.10. That was 26th in the league. Offensive efficiency was 20.88, that was 31st in the league. First downs per game, 18.5, that was tied 22nd in the league. Time of possession was 27 minutes and 36 seconds, that was 31st in the league. Defensive yards per game, 374.20, that was 28th in the league. Defensive yards per play was 5.41, that was 18th in the league. Points allowed, 25.82. I forget where it said that was ranked. I forgot to write that down apparently. Now, this is one I came up with when I was counting all the stats or the snaps yesterday and everything. Defensive snaps, we averaged 73.4 plays on defense a game before Jimmy G. Okay? I don't know where that ranked. I couldn't find where that ranked in the NFL. Now, we're about halfway through the show, and I'm done on my notebook, so this is pretty good. I know that we could probably expect our, our guest to call any minute. Um, he said he was probably going to call towards the later end of the show. He um, hasn't messaged me to tell me he's not coming on. Okay, now with Jimmy G. Cool. So this is over that course of the five games, the the Bears game through the Yams game. Yards per game, 410, that was third in the league. Points per game, 28.8, was fifth in the league. Yards per play was 6.1, that was fourth in the league. Passing yards per game was 297, that was third in the league. Passing yards uh, per attempt, 8.44, that was first in the league. Passing yards, oh, sorry, completion percentage, Percentage was 67%. That was 6th in the league. Passer rating was 94. That was 11th in the league. Total QBR was 80. That was 1st in the league. Rushing yards per game was 113th, which was 16th. or We averaged 113. That was 16th in the league. 3rd down, we completed 50% of our 3rd downs. That's 3rd in the league. Offense efficiency is 70.53, that was fourth in the league. First downs per game, 23.4, that was second in the league. Time of possession, 32.54 or .5, 32 minutes and 54 seconds. That was third in the league. Defensive yards per game, that was seventh. Or defensive yards per game, 301.8, that was seventh. Defensive yards per play went down to 4.96. That was ninth in the league. Passing yards allowed to – points allowed per game, 19.8. 19.8, that was tied for ninth in the league. And defensive snaps went down to, we averaged 63.8 snaps a game. So we essentially went to bottom tier offense to what our lowest-ranked statistic was, besides rushing, was – 11th. So, so basically what I just read to you right there was to prove that before Jimmy G, we we're a bottom tier defense, or at least in these stats, we were what defensively, we were, okay, 28th in points per game. Uh um, I'm sorry, yards per game, 18th in, in yards per play. And I don't know what we ranked in points allowed. I believe it was like, Towards the bottom. And defensive snaps, we were on the field forever. Jimmy G comes over. We're a middle-of-the-pack defense, around top 10 defense. What our lowest-ranked statistics was tied for ninth. And we go from a bottom feeder on offense to, I mean, fuck, bruh. 11th, pa- well, passer rating was our lowest ranked. our uh, Rushing was our lowest at 16th, and passer rating was our lowest So we go from bottom offense to top tier offense and bottom of the league to middle, middle, middle pack, top 10 defense. Now, you know, this is without some players that you would say that are are part of our future. I.E., you know, I'm personally over Eric Armstead, but I feel that if he's going to be under contract for one more year, And, you know, we don't see anybody that's better than him, or at least, you know, that he's better with some defensive linemen that are on the field, then I say, fine, keep him for one more year, because, you know, he's under contract anyway. But I'm over him. Now, you knew me. I wasn't doing the show when he was drafted, but when we drafted DeForest Buckner. I told you I only thought that DeForest Buckner or Eric Armstead were going to be worth keeping. I didn't think both of them would be. And I said at the time that I thought it was going to be DeForest Buckner. I'm still not sold on Eric Armstead. He can't he can't stay on the field. And I, when he's in, I just I don't see it. I see flashes, but I don't see consistency. We're not looking for flashes. We're looking for consistency. You know, I, I went and recently, I believe it was, what was the day I kicked it with White Boy all day? What was that, Saturday? I think it was, yeah, it was Saturday. So, Saturday, me and White Boy, to finish the last little bit before the Sharks game, we watched the 89 Super Bowl, right? And it was funny, almost. I can't tell you how many defensive plays. You would just see this player just fly up to the ball and everything like that, right? And it was funny because me and White Boy, we got to the point where we literally laughed just because it seemed like every play here was Ronnie Lott flying, you know what I'm saying? And that's the type of players that we need. Like literally, you saw number you saw number forty two. You just recognized him. You you just couldn't miss him. And now the first couple times I just knew it was just because I, a I'd seen those plays and highlights before, and b because you know I just knew it. But still, it's like by the end of the game, I was re- I like I walked away feeling. Like, and you know I've watched highlights. I've watched the Super Bowl. I've done all that, but I walked away, say
0: like, damn
2: he really was that great. You know what I'm saying? Like, I walked away from that. Like, he really was that great. Like, it's not just something that Niner fans just fantasize in their head or us people who are born in the late 80s are told and we see highlight films and we're just told that he's the greatest and he's romanticized. He really was that great. Like, and that's the type of players that we need on defense. So, I'll put it to you this way. I'm not opposed to keeping any player on the team. You know what I'm saying? At at the right talent level, which I I think he has. I think he's an NFL talent. You know what I'm saying? But at the right price. You know what I'm saying? If he wants to stay in town at the right price and accept being a rotational player or a role player and not being a three-down defensive lineman, then I'm all for keeping Eric Armstead. If he, You know, if he can stay healthy at the right price. But if not, then, hey, good riddance. You know, personally, honestly, the the, the big secret that the Niners don't really want to talk about is that Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, and Solomon Thomas all essentially play the same position. You know what I'm saying? That That's really what it is. DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, or Eric Armstead DeForest Buckner, and Solomon Thomas essentially all play the same position.
0: Be, they all play defensive tackle. Now, it's the hope of the Niners that they
2: can turn. Um, they you got what's called the Leo and the big end. The big end is what the one that usually lines up against the tight end, and the Leo is the one that lines up off tackle. So they hope that Solomon Thomas will 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 develop into our big end, and that Eric Armstead will develop into our Leo. But <clears throat> Robert Sala has already came out and said that they believe DeForest Buckner's best pass rushing abilities inside on third down. They kick him down inside, which is where DeForest, DeForest Buckner plays, because I don't think that Solomon Thomas is a, a, a nose tackle. I I just don't think he's big enough. But you can't take DeForest Buckner off the field. So I really think what they're hoping is they're hoping that they can turn Eric Armstead into a, um, a, a defensive end. But that's a little concerning. Now, I'm not mad at John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan because they didn't draft him. You know? I personally think that... I personally think that Solomon Thomas is my third overall pick in a draft. I think there are players that we could have took over Solomon Thomas that would have made him more of an impact. But... It's the first year of his career. One year does not make a career. So, And he did miss most of training – or most of – um, he missed all of the off season really, because Stanford's on the quarter system. And NFL rules bar you from practicing with your team. NFL rules bar you against practicing with your team a while b- before your school's graduated. So even if you're done with classes, you can't practice until your school's gar- graduated. And that that was the issue with Joshua Garnett the year before last last year Solomon Thomas the year before it was Joshua Garnett because they both came from Stanford and Stanford's on the quarter system. I believe I believe Oregon was too. So I believe the last couple of years it's been like that because of Solomon Thomas and, and Joshua Garnett, and I believe Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner too, because they both came from Oregon. They were teammates. <laughs> So that's why I think one of the reasons why we took DeForest Buckner in that last year was because of Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was DeForest Buckner's coach. He was the one that recruited him, him and Eric Armstead. So I think that I think personally what happened is I think secretly Chip Kelly came in last year and said, Eric Armstead's going to be overrated and, you know, role player or whatever. DeForest Buckner's the superstar, the one that, like, you know what I'm saying, he's the one that you want. But – I don't know. I was a privy to those conversations. But I mean, all those statistics that I just read off to you right now. I mean, that 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 I just showed you now stats. You know, they obviously picked those stats for a reason because those those were the stats that made them look the best, and those are obviously the stats most people care about. You know, they didn't put down touchdowns, and be, but. but to me, I think what you saw there is you saw the potential to be great. You saw for a time period we were an elite offense. I, I really don't think Joe Shaley's tripping one. There were probably weren't no teams that wanted to play the Niners in the playoffs. I really don't. I really think that. I really think that maybe if we start off the season four and five, maybe five and five instead of one and nine, or if we start off the te- season maybe six and five. You know, maybe something like that where, you know, we could have a couple wins and then Jimmy G comes in and we win the five games in a row. You know, and we squeaked in, maybe we're a wild card or maybe we squeaked
0: into the playoffs somehow. I, I literally think we could have really made some noise. You know, maybe
2: Philly would have gave us trouble in the NFC Championship game. Maybe we lose that game. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we don't make it all the way to the Super Bowl but i think that we would have we would have made some noise and made some trouble for some teams i think t- teams would have teams would have stood up and t- took notice i think that's what's happening i think that's what the whole 5 game winning streak and everything like that is it made teams take notice now that might not be the world's greatest thing because you know now we're not going to sneak up on teams versus i think that's what we kind of did I think that's what we did a little bit in 2011. People saw, essentially, saw the same old Niner roster and thought, okay, this will be a walk in the park. And then before you knew it, you know, we were sitting pretty, one of the top teams in the NFC. And and it was like, oh, oh, shit. Now it's not going to happen. I don't think we're going to sneak up on teams. What what are you looking at? It's
0: 345. Um, I guess he's not calling. Um, um, said he was active seven minutes ago. I'm going to just message him. You call in, bruh, you call age. I just went ahead and just messaged him. It was
2: like, you call him, bro? It didn't go. He's probably not online, so he's probably not gonna call. Um, I told him I think it's maybe maybe it's three fifty five that he that the the number cuts off. I remember because I remember when I brought in uh, he or Dave Cannell, I guess is how how he likes to be called now. Um, I remember one week he called in. And they had cut off the number to call in already. And so he wasn't able to get through. So we had to bring him in on the next week. I remember there's two weeks we tried to get him in. One week, I forgot what happened. The second week, he called, but they had cut off the call-in number. And then we got him on the third week. So,
0: um,
2: well yeah, you can go ahead and go. I'm going to finish the show. I'm gonna go on Facebook,
0: like the things I gotta like, pin pin the things I gotta pin, and then I'm gonna head over to stores, drop off my laptop and stuff. Um, And then why don't we do this? Um,
2: Let's finish up the show a little bit. I'll slap on the song because my plan was to. I was going to slap on the – when I saw a number pop up, I was going to slap the song on, take him in the green room, say, okay, hey, bro, make you sure it was him and everything like that. And then when I came back on, when the song was over, I was just going to introduce him and then bring him on. So why don't we do this? Let's, let's finish up the little, little last couple of minutes of the show. I'll throw on the song. Uh, there's some things off air I want to discuss. And um,
0: we can go from there.
2: All right, so it's pretty much it. I mean, Jimmy G, I'm happy he signed. I was juiced. Seems he he talks a lot about wanting to be here. As I said earlier, I think I think as I stated in my blog, I don't think it was that Jimmy G wanted to be here. I I mean, I'll put it to you this way: like all things equal, yeah, sure. I think that okay, all things equal, I think that. Yeah, okay, you know, like they were making the joke all the press conference. Oh, it's 75 degrees. And then we just came from a snowstorm in Chicago. So everybody's been making the j- joke about oh it's 75 degrees in February, who wouldn't want to be in the Bay Area? Look, it's not 75 degrees every day, bro. It's cold as hell right now. It's sunny, but it's cold. Yeah, okay, 59 degrees. Now, I know a lot of people, especially our listeners on the East Coast, are going to laugh and think we're so retarded. You know, listen to these Californians bitching about 59 degree weather. You know what I'm saying? You make fun of me all the time and call me soft because you know, I'm from California and you know. Yeah. Oh, shut
0: up. You were hella complaining it was cold. You're the one. Oh, I need more sun. But anyway, um yeah, so um I think all things
2: equal. Sure that the weather doesn't hurt or anything like that, but I don't think that, that Jimmy G was, yes, I want to be a niner. I've wanted to be a niner my whole life. No, you know what I think it is? I think he wants to be coached by Kyle Shanahan. I think that he sees that that what he can do in the what he can do in, in this offense and you know he likes how Kyle Shanahan, you know, coaches him and stuff like that. That I think Jimmy G. Jimmy Jimmy G. told his agent, "Yeah, I, I want to." I think Kyle Shanahan's going to help my career, and I think that's really essentially why he wanted to be it. He probably realized we could pay him the most, because I guarantee you, let's say we offered him a hundred million, right? Let's just say that it's a hundred million with fifty guaranteed, just for example, right? And another team, and we didn't use the franchise tag, and another team
0: offered him. Any guaranteed. I think he would have left. Basically, what I'm saying is, I don't
2: think that was Jimmy G's on oh, the nine and that's it. No, I think there are scenarios where Jimmy G would have left. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's going to change as soon as another quarterback signs the contract. He read it. Oh, okay, he's going to call right now. Okay, so um, let me message him, okay. Um, I'll give him the number of six, of course. Six
0: four six 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 eight eighty four sixty seven yeah all right so
2: I went ahead and got him so hopefully he'll call right right now and we'll be able to get him on let me go ahead and slap on this song you listen to Nine of Faithful Radio we'll be back right after
3: this song
0: all right and hey, you know what. The longer it takes us to figure that out,
3: the better we are. The better we are. We just keep working. And we just keep getting better, alright? Day after day. We'll be better we really tomorrow than to we were today, alright? We really we really to but you guys, I'm really, free really about it. you guys are one hell of a football team. Who's got it better than us? No North Carolina ain't a damn dang climate. Bitch, I'm a niner from the earthquake country. I can make the earth shake. About to bring it back like the 89 earthquake. So I pass at me, a pass got me, I'ma catch it like Crabtree. Who got the cush? Cause the smoker gotta have tree. And pass the joint, cause the player gotta have mo. Spill the blood down the middle like Spray up A quarterback don't so bullet like Kaepernick. And take a poodle out the game like Alex Smith. Red and gold, that's the color of the realist. Staying on my toes, call me Patrick Willis. We back up in it. Is my team winning, I'm the comeback kid. All I need is one minute. We Winning like the '80s, is a Super Bowl city. Fit to take another ring home, Super Bowl city. Ain't nobody fucking with us. I got red and gold in my cut. Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than us? For what God's honor. Doing TD, hey. no pick. Break for 85 yards if he opted hella quick. No Stadium, New Ring, hey. same team. Hard since Keys are 49ers. We are hating on the city, but they can't go win. <laughs> I fucked your court crap free and both win. Breaking records hey. like we throwing vinyl. Stanley Davis, you body the whole line. Go. The line. That's the Bartolo name, hey. the Super Bowl affiliated. Bowman and Willis, such a frame, and you gon' really hate it. Really. We a lady, not a fan, is a fine man. Do it like the 80s and move right by the Hawks, real life, no weak talk. Go hard on the corners, never take a weak talk. Ain't nobody fucking with us. I got red and gold in my head. The Wild West got the game turned down. What you heard, I'm a baby from the 80s, I was born on the turf, I go back like Garrison Hurst and B. Young, diamonds on my fingers, so just call me Steve Young, like Justin Smith, I go hard on the defense line, let a hater hate, I'm still gonna rip my hip come the kickoff, off, bet I'm gonna run it all the way home, yeah, I'm gonna and gold, go bloody, come and get it if you want it, yeah, we gonna set it off, do you like and rip your damn helmet off, I'm lucky number seven, cause your boy deliver, throwing bombs from the bay over the Mississippi River, they ain't messing with us, put the subs to the projects, Scott Steiner, kiss your bicep, uh soon as we touch down, we gon' burst out, run through through 'em like gore Goin' for the first down. I, I got ready gold in my cut. Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than that? Who got it better than that?
2: All right, we have Don Dollar on the line. I hope y'all like that song. I personally think it it slaps. So um, we're going to go ahead and bring on the man, the myth, the man, the myth, the legend, if I can get my freaking computer to work. All right. Juan, how you doing, bro?
4: Hey, I'm all right, brother. Thank you very much for having me on the show, man.
2: No problem. No problem. I'm I'm doing great, you know. Every day above water is a good day. So um, I hear you, brother. For people who don't know, I met one here. Uh, I was taking a lift to a friend's house, and um, we happened to be talking about the Niners and everything like that. And he happened to tell me about his song, and I happened to go to my YouTube on my uh, playlist, and I had a song on my playlist. It was totally like a random occurrence. And I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, bro, I got to bring you onto the show. Like, this is totally dope. So
0: you never know who your (laughs) Lyft driver is. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so what uh,
2: about the song, how you came up with the concept, you know, how long you been a Niner fan, things like
4: that? So, man, I I grew up in the West Bay. So, you know, um, most people out here are 49er fans. You know, I grew up in East Palo Alto. And, uh, man, I've been a fan since I was born, I say, man. I was born in... Uh, Stanford Hospital right down the street from where uh, the 49ers played uh, the Dolphins, I think, 1985. So I was born the same year that that same Super Bowl happened. So um, it's kind of, you know, just meant to be, man. And um, the song, uh, you know, it was around the time when um, Kaepernick, I think it was season
0: 2012, I want to say. Yeah, that was, it was,
4: yeah, it was the last year uh, that the 49ers played at Candlestick Park, so uh, we wanted to do something big. Um, we got my homeboy San Quinn featured on the song, and um, he did a beautiful job. Uh, and I mean, that was it, man. I mean, we shot the video at Candlestick. It was the last. Uh, it was the last year there. It was a fan fan appreciation day, so there's a bunch of memorabilia in the video. And we had a good time doing it. A lot of uh, fans showed their support and showed up, and we had a good time.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that must have been, been crazy. The last uh, my my personal last trip to the stick was 2011. Now I wasn't able to get out to to Candlestick that year, but yeah, it, it definitely holds a special place in in all our hearts for us Niner fans that that are are from the Bay here. So yeah, so for people who don't know, Palo Alto is where Stanford University is. So Palo Alto is what it's it, it was probably what ten minutes from where their facility used to be in Wedwood City. Uh
4: yeah yeah I think so Yeah. It's About basically it,
2: if you divide the bay into four quarters,
4: the uh
2: Palo Alto, East Palo Alto, Palo Alto that area is what separates Santa Cla- Santa Clara County where Levi's is right now from San Francisco basically. San Mateo County is what separates Santa Clara County from San Francisco County. So it's basically right in in, in the sandwich between us. So that that that's awesome. So um we got about a couple minutes left here on the show, and I got um one more person online. Why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find your music and and that type of stuff?
4: Okay, so uh you can find my music literally on anything, uh YouTube, um SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, my artist name is John Dollar, J-O-N-D-O-L-L-A, and you can find me, um, under Instagram, under the same name, um, uh, Facebook, under the same name, and, um, I've been working a lot, man, we're putting out music, man, I mean, um, thank you everybody who listened to the song, and if you liked it, it's on, um, outlet you could think of. Um, again, that's John Dollar J-O-N.
0: Go ahead, bro. Sorry.
4: I'm sorry, bro. That's A-O-N-D-O-L-L-A. Uh, All right, sweet, bro. Um, what I'm going to go ahead and do for you, I'm going to go ahead and sh- share it from my
2: YouTube playlist. I'll go ahead and share it on the Niner Faithful radio page. So anybody, probably within the next 10, 15 minutes, that'll go ahead and be up. For anybody that, that it's actually the song slaps, bro. It, I listen to it before every game. It's it's definitely definitely a niner banger, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show, bro.
4: Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me on. No problem, bro. Hope to talk
2: to you soon. Go Niners.
4: All right, we're gonna go ahead and bring on my boy Chris. What's up, bro? How you doing? Sorry
2: about the wait. It's good, man. So, um, what you want to talk about today, bro?
1: Um. Let's just talk about the class of free agency, man. Uh yeah, boom foster busted here and there. Blah blah blah. What's going on with this dude? It seems like it's like a Ronald McClain type of bullshit. Yep. It's um yeah.
4: definitely
2: definitely concerning. But we have one rule on Nine of Radio. When it's your first time calling, you have to give us your faithful day which is the day you – it doesn't have to be particularly the day. Not everybody is like me and knows the day they became a Niner fan, but, you know, the year around that time period. And um, so you have to give out how long you've been a fan. Uh,
1: 24 years uh, okay. since 93. Pretty much I just so uh, grew up in the – yeah, since 1993. I mean, it's just kind of been in my blood ever since. But, you know, I'm like 27, going to be 28. Kind of like my family, like my brothers, they raised me as a Niners fan. It was either the Cowboys or the Niners, you know. But my brothers got me, they got me raised right, you know, in the way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. you're
3: brought up. Of, you're probably brought up a little bit like me towards the tail end
2: of the dynasty, you know. Well, like you said, you you were you're a couple years younger than me, but we were
4: both born in that kind of towards the tail end of the dynasty you know pre towards the end of Steve Young a little bit before Garcia
3: so we we were right yeah. slapping in the middle of the, the last little bit of the dynasty the last of the real I think yeah. say yeah uh, Steve Young so, was a good time
2: most definitely most definitely so um yeah. I know we, we were talking we were talking earlier <clears throat> Why don't you go ahead and drop a couple of those names that you dropped to me earlier on some uh, people that we could be looking forward. And some people might want to watch some highlights on.
1: Um, For personally, the Niners are kind of looking more interested at uh, David Emerson. He kind of fits the idol of what Robert Sello runs on the defense. He likes those big, tall, lengthy corners. He actually had two previous good seasons in Oakland. I mean, he only played through six games. It's too hard to judge on his season, and plus Raiders sent him due to cap space. But if you watch his highlights from college to the NFL, you'd be impressed by how he plays. But uh, uh, in case if uh, Ruben Foster isn't going to be able to come to the season, maybe we can go look for a guy like uh, Avery Will- Williamson. Very underrated. He can really fit the system. He is a good run stopper, good in coverage, I mean, depends on what the market value for this guy is, but it depends if Tennessee wants to bring him back or not. And then if you're going to look into the draft, you want to get get some big type of receiver, but we might go in the second or third round maybe, you know, because I don't think we're going to go receiver first round. Unless Calvin Ridley's available, then we might take him.
2: Yeah, exactly. I remember us discussing this yesterday. When I told you that I would love Ridley or Sutton, I mean, if you tell them that they're available, I say I'll pick them up personally from S.J. Uh, San, San Jose Minetta. I'll personally drive to the airport and drive them to the facility myself. <laughs> you know, I'm all for Red, Ridley, but unfortunately, like I said, I think the I think they will be gone by the time we pick at nine or ten. I think we're gonna go either Nelson or I'm hoping Fitzpatrick drops. If Fitzpatrick or, drops, I can see us doing him.
1: Well, or if Fitzpatrick uh, is go ahead. Well, if Fitzpat if Fitzpatrick isn't available, you can look into a guy like kind of similar to Fitzpatrick, or uh, Darren James from Florida State. He can play mm-hmm. cornerback mm-hmm. also. It's kind of like in a similar background of Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey was a safety in college student, they play cornerback also. So that can be another possibility option. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad pick either. He's pretty good.
2: Yeah, see, and I like the versatility. I like the versatility because honestly, I think a lot of people have called me crazy about this, but what I want us to do is I want us to stop playing games, stop trying to think that, that Jimmy Ward's a safety and move him back to corner where he where he belongs. Jimmy Ward, I love his range, I love his speed, but he, but we need to stop playing games. We need to move him to safety. Go ahead and put Adrian Colbert as our free safety, and then like you said, if we get a versatile player that can play safety, corner slash roll, you know that we kind of kind of have as that versatile backup that can play either safety or corner, and I think that 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 would, that would be just fine. Now with the yeah. Ruben situation. <laughs> Ruben's situation, what concerns me is that, you know, I'm all for getting the facts right, and, you know, you never could know what happens. What I'm I'm worried about is the pattern. What I'm worried about is when you add in the Columbine incident that got him kicked out the Columbine, you add in the weed arrest in Alabama, you add in this incident, you know, which I'm here to tell you Santa Clara County doesn't pay. Yeah, just one second, bro, I got you. Um but we're gonna go ahead and have to end the show. Um anything else you want to get in,
1: Chris? Um, pretty much um anything else like uh specifically, you know, it's like we'll kinda of just make changes in the off season. I mean, if the process comes into Ruben Foster, it's whatever it is. I mean, likely a suspension, but I don't know I don't know if cutting him will do any good for us. We might just have to look for a depth guy, you know, just to take over a spot until he returns.
3: I think that the ideal situation for me would be Ruben better be
2: careful and, uh, you know, you might go ahead and, and find his replacement. <laughs> but
1: um, Well, they're going to have to hire a security guard to watch him like right, the Cowboys right. did.
2: Right. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Chris. Really appreciate it. All right,
1: man. All right. Have a good one, man.
0: Right.
1: You too. Go Niners.
2: All right. We're going to go ahead and end today's episode. We went ahead a, a little earlier.
1: A little later than normal,
2: but um, for those who are listening to the podcast right now, I really appreciate it. Before we get out of here, I'd like to remind you that Radio AFS has advertising packages available as little as twenty five dollars a month. Go ahead and email me at paper radio at gmail dot com and I'll go ahead and get those details to you. would'd really like to thank Chris and Juan for calling in.'d like to thank everybody for tuning in till next week. I'll see you at the same bad time. same bad channel. Till next week, peace, love, and
0: happiness. Go Niners.